Fives, the show of everything. Top Fives, presented by the Sex Effects. I'm Joey Prati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have a a movie-tacular, a movie a movie-tacular, a movie-tacular. It's an ama- <laughs> It's going to be a spectacular show about movies this week. How's that for you? I tried to make hey. a compound word. It didn't work out. Maybe next week we'll have <laughs> Lots of movies, results. though, this week. Lots of movies. <laughs> Before we get to all the movies, Jonathan, how are you, my friend? Uh, doing good, man. It's been just a pretty chill week. Uh, just been... Uh, today was my day off, so I'm just chilling, relaxing, getting some stuff done. Getting some stuff done, as usual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a pretty chill week. A little disappointed the Niners lost the Super Bowl this year. Um, uh, I would be disappointed, season. but... I had money on the game, so oh. it kind of worked out in my favor. <laughs> Got you. Okay. Yeah. No, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I had it a was lot, pretty chill. Yeah. Uh, Joe, how was your? Yeah, how was your Super Bowl Sunday? Um, I was just telling you about it off air. I don't know if I even should bring it up on air. Uh, it got a little crazy, man. Um, I am alive by the grace of God. I don't know. That's good. I. Um, I don't, I don't even, uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went down to Monterey. Uh, my buddy is, is moving. Um, so it's kind of our last, I mean, we call it what it is or our last bender. Um, so it was, um, it got a little wild, man. Got a little crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's and Tuesday. And we'll I'm still <laughs> feeling the effects and, um, but it's good. It's good. Um, cool, dude. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited to be podcasting with you. I can't believe that I am alive and well enough to be recording right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm very, very happy to uh, to be doing it. Go Chiefs! Hey. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll Just get them kidding, next time, Niners. Niners. We'll see. Um, um, yeah, yeah, man. That's good. That's good. A little, yeah. little, uh, little uh, bender, hanging out with friends. Yeah, man. Got to see a lot of my old coworkers. <laughs> it was it was a good time. Um, but. Yeah, I think I I drank my quota for the for the next couple months <laughs> in a day and a half. So, uh yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Quite quite. Um but yeah, man, any um any I haven't really been on the internet today any good news? I can't think of anything. Not, nothing really. Um I know there's I, I saw like the those like, you know, obviously the Super Bowl, there's like, you know, trailers and stuff that come out for the Super Bowl. Mm. I caught the uh, Disney Plus uh, Marvel teaser trailer, or whatever they had for that. Oh, do they have one for? Yeah, they're going to be doing uh, out of the loop. Yeah, yeah, it's WandaVision and um, the Vision or WandaVision. I guess that's going to be the, the show, and then uh, show on Loki, and then also show with um, uh, with Bucky and Captain Falcon. Right on, or uh, the Falcon. Sorry, Falcon uh, Punch. So yeah. Falcon Punch, y'all. Um, but yeah, so it's, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I haven't been too on the Marvel train recently. Um, been just doing a lot of cop TV shows at the moment. <laughs> oh, have you been? Are we uh, going to talk about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that might segue into there. So, oh. um, yeah, not much news I could think of, but I guess that segues. I can't think of... Yeah, I guess that segues into uh, the first topic, I, topic uh, I have for today or tonight. Um been watching the wire and i'm on the third season man i have been binging the show pretty heavily and i'm really enjoying it it's uh very interesting and i think uh out of a lot of the cop movies or tv shows that are out there 
it's a pretty fun uh, TV show. But got me thinking about all the cop movies that I really enjoy. And um, yeah, so Joey, what are your top five cop movies? So glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I, you know, and, you know, you think about it and like cops and, and everything is like kind of the perfect uh, vehicle, I guess, for for certain types of storytelling. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's fun to follow a cop around, even if we may not like cops in real life or or sus- suspect of them in real life, that kind of thing. Um, anyways, I'm going to go with number five, Serpico, directed by Sidney LeMay. Ooh. Um, sorry, Al Pacino as the undercover cop, and I think that kind of you know. I think when you you know th- th- looking at all of my my picks, there's not one where it's like I, you know I, I don't want a cop who plays by the rules. I want a cop who breaks them fucking rules. You know what I mean? Or, or <laughs> can kind of live in that darkness that he's fighting. Uh, that's because that's that's Batman, and you know I'm all about the Batman. Anyway, heck yeah, man. Serpico, great movie. If you haven't seen it, um, there's a scene where Al Pacino dances. Highly recommend it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's the that's the scene you gotta find <laughs> that's the scene yeah he's dancing with a bunch of hippies he's supposed to look like a hippie he's so out of place um <laughs> number four lethal weapon oh the lethal weapon yeah, i dude. just rewatched all four of them uh when i had the flu and i really actually kind of enjoyed them um i know mel gibson is persona non grata but you know what i'm sorry he's a fucking real decent movie star. Um, I'm not, you know, taking any of his personal life or anything into it, but, um, cause he's doesn't seem like the most stand up gentleman in the world, but I grew up with this dude as like the action star, you know? Um, yeah. And I, there's something so commanding and, and I don't know if paternal is the right word, but something about his voice. You're just like, this dude knows what the fuck he's talking about. Um, and Danny Glover is great. Their chemistry is really great. Um, the script by Shane Black is really great. Dick Donner directed it. Um, it's fun. It's a fun fucking movie, and it doesn't sacrifice the story or characters or action in the in the for the sake of comedy, like the later ones do. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a really great balance of of all of all of those elements. Um, lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. Hey, number three. I'm going to go David Fincher's Seven. Ooh, I have not seen that one. You've not seen Seven? Mother- what? I know. Yeah, what? Dude. Homework, yeah. sir. Required. Homework. Yes. That is required. <laughs> it's perverse. Don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> seven is... Fu- well, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's great. And um, You said Brad Pitt's in it? It's Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. I think this is 95. Um, okay. And it's basically about these two cops on the hunt for a serial killer who is committing... Uh, murders based on the seven deadly sins. Oh, okay. it's very good. Very, That's very cool. Good. Very dark. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll rock your world. Check it out. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Number two, <laughs> another movie that will rock your fucking world. The naked gun. Oh dude. From the nice. files of police squad. I love nice this movie so much. I can throw it on at any time and laugh and just it, you know, it's one of those movies where if I'm having a bad day and I've been having a lot recently, I can throw it on and Leslie Nielsen is lights up the fucking screen for me. Um, it's so stupid. It's so wonderful. Uh, I love it. I really, really love the naked gun so much. 
Um, I actually like the the series too. The like yeah, the uh, whole Naked series Gun is great. Two was that two and a two half, and a half or, whatever? or then three yeah. <laughs> three and a third or something. Yeah, um, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful movies. Um, awesome. And then number one, The Departed. Hey, How could it not nice, be? Dude. How could it not be? <laughs> um, you know, if you don't know the story of The Departed, there's a cop that's pretending that's undercover in a gang and a gang member who's kind of undercover as a cop. And, um, it's this cat and, or it's a rat. It's a game of rats is what it is. Yeah. Um, just as that rats. final shot of the fucking movie. Um, but yeah, that's my five. Dude, I like I'm, your list. It's, it's you. a lot of different types of movies in there too, as far as cop movies. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is, um, one of my favorite lists that I've had in a minute. So thank you. For hey, that. yeah, um, for sure, dude. I'm really curious. For sure. Yours though. I'm really excited uh, to see if we have any overlap or <laughs> what have you. No, no surprise here. My number one is the departed dude. No shit. <laughs> so, okay. Right on. Um, I, I think just, kind of, I mean, we've talked about this movie a lot on the show, but like, I mean, I, I recently watched it, I uh, mean, probably like last month, but, uh, yeah, I mean, watching that movie and and just seeing like the the kind of the cat, you know, I guess the the rat and the rat or the cat and the mouse thing, um, where you have you know these two different perspectives and it just all boils down to like like that third act pretty much where it kind of gets just nuts. Um, it's just such a uh, you want to get nuts. interesting and hide a movie, yes. So uh, yeah, Departed Man. Uh, right I think just because of that, it's one of my favorite Scorsese films too. So and it's endlessly um, watchable. You can throw it on yeah. at any point in the movie and jump right in and just exactly really enjoy it. Yeah. No matter you know, no matter if you see what you know, you already see what's coming. Like it, it's just interesting. There's so many like details that kind of lead up to those characters uh, and that kind of interactions they have later on. So um, yeah, Departed for number one. I like it. Uh, I did have Lethal Weapon on there, but since you said it, I had a runner-up for it. Okay, right on. So for five, uh, I've got End of Watch, Jake Ooh, Gyllenhaal, and uh, Michael Pena. It's uh, it's pretty intense. Um, it's just about uh, these L.A. cops and the drug cartels, pretty much. Um, but it's... Uh, fashion drug cartels. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really intense, and the way they shot it was... There was a lot of kind of like... Um, I wouldn't say body camera but like kind of over the shoulder, like a lot of point of view type uh, shots almost in it. like documentary style filmmaking? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, almost similar to Cops, funny enough, the show. Oh, okay, but right. um, I think uh, that was a very interesting choice to kind of show the, you know, obviously cops, you know, especially these two cops that are, you know, good friends and whatnot, um, going, you know, straight into you, know, you know, into these uh, situations and showing you like, you know, what really kind of um, the kind of thinking behind, you know, cops and what they do. And when you get mixed up with drug cartels, that's another, you know, that takes the story a little bit different, you know, in a different direction. But um, yeah, it's, it, I think I liked it because of that. It was just the, uh, the chemistry between the two cops and then uh, just the way they shot it. And it just kind of brought like a sense of just like realism to the, to, you know, being a cop and, and kind of, yeah, and the dangers that go with it. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I've, I've um, I think that's probably why I haven't watched it is because it looks almost too yeah, real and like it, it'll just cause my anxiety to spike. So I haven't, <laughs> I haven't dove, dove into that one. No worries, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would recommend it. I would, I would check it out for sure. Um, so number four, I got Bad Boys Two specifically. Oh. Um, Man, just uh, again, kind of like you know, I still love the buddy cop thing, and I know that that could probably be another top five in itself. But um, oh, yeah. 
yeah, I I really liked um, you know Will Smith and um, and uh, God, I'm so bad at names Martin right now. Lawrence ah! too. Laura, yeah. I haven't even seen the joint. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. It's the first one is is pretty cool, but the second one, I think, you know, they definitely for a sequel, they really heighten the the kind of feel for for bad boys and. Uh, you know, it's, it's gr- the great chemistry between Lawrence and, and Smith is just like, it's great because it's like, they're again, two good friends and you can really see that, um, in the movie as far as you really feel it. And it, it really gets you into that, that uh, mindset. And of course it's bad boys. So it's a lot of like, you know, it's definitely the action film. These two cops kind of just doing the most rowdy stuff to kind of get the, get the job done or whatnot. And, uh, yeah. yeah so bad boys two for four. Uh, number three, I got Hot Fuzz, a comedy in there. It killed me to leave this one off, yeah. I know, right? Uh, yeah, we got Simon Pegg, Nick Frost returning for another movie. Uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's kind of an interesting, weird story about conspiracies and secret societies in a little town in England. (laughs) So it's like... That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where that story went. So, um, yeah, I, I just really like, again, the the cast and the, you know, the Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are just such a great duo cast together. And even being in a different film and a kind of different setting, uh, compared to like, you know, Shaun of the Dead or whatnot, like I think out of all those, they, they still find a way to, to work really well together and like create such, um, interesting characters like throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. Uh, hot fuzz for number three. I like it. Uh, let's see here. And then number two, uh, we got Rush Hour, dude. Oh, <laughs> my man Jackie Chan, dude. Yeah, yeah. The, you know what? Uh, yeah, it's tough because I, I really do enjoy the uh, that series uh, more so the first two um, than the third one. But um, yeah, Rush Hour. I mean, Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, like they're again such a great chemistry together on screen, um, and also just like. Maybe I'm just like I really like movies, cop movies that like when, especially when you have a partner or like a, a duo of some sorts where they come from like two different places or like, you know that that's what brings them together is kind of their differences yeah. in a way, and um, yeah, Rush Hour. It's funny. It's got you know a lot of you know different action. And that was kind um, of the- Almost I mean, like Jackie, Chan's Jackie Chan and his, you know, his martial arts and the way he was able to popularize kind of uh, martial arts in, you know, in American film at this at this time um, and really kind of get it, you know, that kind of visual. I always like Jackie Chan because of how he does visual storytelling through his through his movements and action. And it was such a good movie to kind of showcase that. So, uh, yeah, rush hour for number two. And then I got uh, Departed for number one. Beautiful. It's a beautiful list there, Shawnee. It is beautiful. And I quite like it. Yeah. I'm, I I'm, like beautiful I'm, things. I'm really into duo, like, buddy cop movies. I think that kind of boils it down with the list. I feel like a lot of the, the movies I've actually, maybe aside from The Departed, like, yeah, most of the movies on my list are, are two, two people's. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I mean, it's a, it's a good, you know, good cop, bad cop. It's a tale as old as time, really. Um, <laughs> so, Sean, I've got, I've got a list for you. All right. What do you got for me, dude? So um, I have been guesting on uh, the Three Friends podcast. Been having a great time with those guys. Um, 
if you don't listen to the Three Friends podcast, Three Friends Go Criterion, you got to go check them out. Um, but I, so, you know, we, we did, we talked, um, it's like Batman 89, right? We're talking Batman 89. So we recorded two episodes so far. We're, we're going through the whole movie. Um, and we've recorded two episodes so far and we're still not done. We're going to finish up this week with them talking about just Batman 89. Okay. Um, so it's been a, it's been a thing. It's been awesome. Are you so guys if you watching like Batman the, 89... I was about to say, are you guys watching the movie and like... No, we're just no, talking about just it. Just talking about... <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> We're crazy. just talking about it. That's yeah. cool. There's a yeah, lot to talk about. we got a lot to say. Yeah, there is a lot. Um, but it's getting me thinking about Batman and um, Batman movies specifically. Batman movie villains even more specifically. So, Jonathan, taking Heath Ledger's Joker out of the equation because he will definitely be both of our number ones... What are your top five favorite Batman movie villains? And we can go from all the way from 1966 pickup sticks to, (laughs) yeah, to, you know, into uh, Justice League or Suicide Squad or whatever the hell. Yeah. There's a wide range of uh, villains and his uh, Batman movies that have been out there. So, uh, yeah, man, Um, some of them are going to be very interesting and wacky because, that's just how they were in the movies. That's just how they, yeah. So man. it brings me to my number five, uh, the Riddler played by Jim Carrey, uh, Ooh. which was, uh, pretty much Jim Carrey playing himself in a movie. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but I don't know what it is about that, that like, it's still thoroughly entertaining to watch him just be crazy. Like it, um, and just do all his kind of mannerisms and like little things that like he usually does. Um, and I, I think it hit at the right age for us too. That came out in 95. So we were six. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, 90, that, Jim Carrey was everything to us, you know what yeah. I mean? Like especially, yeah, especially for that time. And, um, and you know what, it was an interesting take on the Riddler character and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I always think of that last scene too in the movie where he's in the in Arkham Asylum and he's like, you know, do you know who Batman is? I'm Batman, <laughs> and he just starts <laughs> flapping his like straight jacket, and it's just like, yeah, he again just for how animated he is, and uh, but still he has this kind of weird brainwashing plan. You know, he has like this kind of again this kind of grand plan to like pretty much become this like the smart dude by taking like brainwaves from people. Uh, it's kind of a crazy out there idea when you think about it. If they put it, you know, when you put it on the storyboard, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I think the the way he was, you know, so animated and just the way he kind of played this kind of character with such, I guess, confidence. You know, especially they took his and character, gusto. Yeah, exactly. Like they took this character that you know was kind of down in the dirt, and you know, people didn't see him for what he was, and you know, I think having that character just be like, I'm the, sh-, you know, I'm you know, the Riddler and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, and and of course he's all ego, all ego. Exactly, dude. So I think that's a perfect, you know, kind of Batman villain right there. Um, I like it. So number five, the Riddler, uh, number four, I'm pulling from the, um, the Christopher Nolan movies. I got the scarecrow, uh, played by Killian Murphy. I, I, I kind of liked the, this version of the scarecrow, as far as uh, this kind of guy being like a kind of a psychiatrist in a way. And, and you didn't really expect it from him. And then eventually like, you know, they, they uh, reveal his character and, you know, using the kind of medicine 
hallucinogenic powder and a power uh, to uh, to influence his subjects and everything. So it had this weird kind of like you don't know who to trust feel. You know, this guy's like advising yeah. you on your kind of mental being, and he ends up being the guy who gives you the worst, you know, nightmares. So um, I and, like yeah. it. Yeah, Scarecrow for number four. Right on. Uh, number three, I'm pulling from kind of the earlier 90s movies. Uh, I've got Danny DeVito playing uh, the Penguin. Um, right on. I actually really liked kind of uh, his portrayal of the Penguin because in the movie, he's he plays kind of this... Uh, he's such a... Pu- he plays like a public figure uh, in the face of society or in the face, face of Gotham, but also this kind of character that obviously is has you know conniving and has this kind of other agenda to him. And uh, that kind of type of duality, I always love that in movies and, and in certain characters where you just don't, you know, you could see the kind of the good or like what they would, you know, what they want to intend to do. And, you know, sometimes it's positive in a way, but like having the penguin kind of show up and, and he always creeped me out too. the makeup and everything that he had uh, was just so creepy. And um, he looked all slimy and he did kind of look like a penguin. It was, it was interesting how they did the makeup and the, the way they um, did the, uh, the costume design and everything. So penguin for number three. Nice. Very nice. Going down the list here, I got for number two. I got uh, I got Two Face Man, uh, played by Aaron Eckhart. Right. Um, again, kind of going similar to like the Penguin, kind of having this uh, this kind of uh, duality between the character, especially so so later on. And I mean, I know he kind of starts, uh, especially with the whole accident that happens with him with Harvey Dent. Um, the character in the in the beginning of the movie is is uh, is a kind of a face for what Batman could represent without the mask, right? They, they talked about exactly, that so much yeah. in the film. And oh I thought that God. was a very interesting. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was like a, a, a interesting way to, to, to introduce this character um, who could ultimately be the replacement of Batman in the public eye. Um, and, you know, Bruce Wayne was even considering that, you know, that was something he was thinking about and, and he was supporting him for his, you know, his uh, campaign or whatnot. So, um, yeah, I, I really liked how he played this character and I kind of wish we got more Two-Face in a way. Cause like, I, you know, yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was a lot to fit in the film. So I think, you know, for, for what it was, uh, I did like that interesting kind of, you know, this is the man who, kind of poster child for like, you know, the future of keeping the city safe. And, you know, I, I liked how that was kind of the biggest kind of theme with that character and then ultimately flipping on its end and being the one who doesn't trust Batman or has, doesn't know what is going to happen to the city. And, you know, if he would become that person. So I like that again, duality between characters and, you know, kind of what's right, what's wrong, you know, and not really knowing and blurring the lines between it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that brings me to my number one, uh, which is also in the Nolan series uh, in Batman Begins, and it's uh, Ra's al Ghul, or Ra's al Ghul, uh, and it's played by Liam Neeson. Yes, and, uh, I really liked this. Again, uh, with the reveal that, uh, spoiler alert, if you guys have not seen the film, you should watch it. Um, he actually is Bruce Wayne's kind of mentor um, Henry as Ducard. he learns about you know, how to fight and how to uh, become part of the League of Shadows. And um, 
uh, you know, eventually that uh, turns because, you know, the, the intentions and the kind of philosophy or the ideals and philosophy behind the League of Shadows is kind of, you know, sacrifice in order to be the better good. And, uh, you know, of course, Bruce Wayne didn't believe in that. And so it's a great turn where it's, you know, teacher turn enemy kind of thing. And then, of course, they reveal that he is actually um, Ra's al Ghul at the end. Um, and he's the main kind of mastermind behind the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, Ra's al Ghul for number one. Yeah. Very nice. I like it. That's a good <laughs> list. Um, all right. We have, we have a couple overlaps. We're going we're gonna to talk about them. Okay. Uh, number five, I also have Scarecrow. Killing Murphy. Hey, cool dude. Um, yeah, I thought he brought a lot to the character, and uh, he was actually up for Batman. And you can actually see a screen test in the Batman no Forever cowl and costume. Yeah, um, it's pretty really. Wild. Oh, mm -hmm. I know that he was. Uh, yeah, he was a runner-up, but they liked him so much they're like, "You're going to be Scarecrow," and it's a great choice because they, you know, I, I I wish he had even had more to do than what he did get. because yeah. um, he's actually kind of done away with a bit unceremoniously. In the end there, just a little taser <laughs> to the neck. Um, and Joffrey. Um, Joffrey. Number four, I'm going to go Anne Hathaway's Catwoman from Dark Knight Ooh, Rises. You know what, Catwoman? I, she's like a perfect anti-villain, right? She's like, so good. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, she's great. She is um, surprisingly comics accurate. Um, I think she's the absolute best thing about Dark Knight Rises. Um yeah, pretty wonderful. I mean, there's this pretty fucking hey. stupid plot line about having the clean slate or whatever, but whatever, whatever. It's a fun <laughs> comic movie, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> number three, this performance has been growing on me. I really didn't like it for the longest time um, because it is just Jack Nicholson in white face paint. But you know what? The more I've been talking about Batman 89 and watching Batman 89, the more I've been enjoying Jack Nicholson in Batman 89 as the Joker. Hey. Um so he you always know creep me out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's like a creepy uncle. What did uh, no? That's what <laughs> Michael Caine called him. He's like a creepy benign uncle. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, you know, he'd actually. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very conflicted, but I still really enjoy. I get, I've I've come around to Batman '89 because you know, I loved that movie as a kid and growing up. And then when I really got into the comics in high school and everything and really started diving into, okay, what is the Batman character? And you watch Batman 89 and you're like, it ain't this. This is not the character. This is not yeah. adhering to the mythos whatsoever. And, you know, I'd say just in the last few years, I've really been able to just take the movie on its own terms, appreciate that it was made during a time when you did not get anything comic accurate in a comic book movie, yeah, let alone a comic <laughs> book movie. Um and, you know, just kind of like it for what it is. And I've really been able to do that because Batman fucking kills a lot in that movie. You know what? Fuck it. I still love it. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, number two, Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul hey. as he's in Batman yeah. Begins. Yeah. Um, Liam Neeson, I think, does a really great job. And, uh, you know, he has sympathy. He's menacing. He's a little over the top in parts. Uh Yeah. <laughs> really great, really great performance, really, you know, measured. And number one, she makes the list twice. Oh, Catwoman, Michelle Catwoman. Pfeiffer. So, yeah. you know, this is a not 
comic book accurate portrayal of, of Catwoman, like at all. Um, but Michelle Pfeiffer is so fucking good in the role and she brings so much to it. It could have been such a weird, and it is weird. It is very weird. But I think she does so much with the part and really just dives in with both feet. And I really, really love her in this movie. And um, I think she's fascinating. She is fascinating as, as Catwoman. Um, like she's in Hathaway... Sorry, I'll just say I mean, she's the one. She's the one character that I always remember from. Like she's such a standout in that movie. Yeah, um, and just the way she kind of, uh, you know, kind of uh, moves around, and I mean everything. Like, and, and she and transforms. Again, she's transforms, a little yeah, mousy chick, you know, in the beginning, you know, um, and becomes this larger than life persona, and just you know, life's a bitch now. So am I. Like that is her fucking mood. <laughs> when she comes back to life or whatever. And she's just, she's feral. She, you do not fuck with her. Like she is her own being and it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. Anne Hathaway is, like is comic that. accurate Catwoman, but I, I enjoy Michelle Fiverr's performance more. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude. So there Cat you go. Woman, dude. There you go. Nice. I, li- I like your list, dude. Thanks, man. I like yours. I like it a lot. I, um, I was, I was like, borderline like oh, we're gonna have mr freeze on there <laughs> all, just because of all his quirky uh like punchlines the- yeah <laughs> oh man yeah um, i like i like the list dude it's uh like especially yours. for batman movies there's i just thinking about how many different villains there have been in the in all the batman movies that have come out um, there's been a lot so this is years. my I've, I've been writing them down just to, and there's a lot there's joker jack nicholson penguin Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jim Carrey, Riddler, Tommy Lee Jones, Two Face, Bane is in Batman and Robin. People forget Bane, Poison Ivy, yeah. Mister Freeze, Scarecrow, Rachel Ghoul. If you want to count Falcone, I think you can count Falcone. Falcone, yeah. Two Face, um, Joker, was, uh, Sal Maroni. Christopher Walken wasn't Christopher Walken. Uh, oh my God, you're right. Oh my yeah. God. Um, yeah. Fuck. What's his, what's name? his name? His son is uh, is Chip. Um, but I'm the power plant. Yeah. Max, yeah. Max Shrek. Fuck, Shrek. he would be yeah. on my list. I'm going to take out... Um, yeah, he's pretty... I'm going to take out shit. Scarecrow and put in Max Shrek. Fantastic, <laughs> Shawnee. Thank you for that. Um, Santa yeah, Claus, Fred Not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got Bane. We've got Talia al Ghul. We've got Jared Leto Joker. We've got Harley Quinn, Quinn Killer Croc, Deadshot, um, Catwoman, the Catwoman from 66, Joker from 66, Penguin 66, Riddler. So like yeah. we could have drawn on from a lot of them. And if you want to get into the serials, you've got The Wizard. You've got Dr. Decca. Like, um, <laughs> so there's a lot. There's a lot. Some of them very racist. Um, but we should – we've been having a lot of technical difficulties tonight. So we should probably uh, get, you know, start – should wrap it up a little yeah. bit. Jonathan, <laughs> do you have anything that you'd like to share with our dear, sweet, lovely Nigerian <laughs> audience this I, week? I, I don't have anything this week, guys. So. That's fair. That's very uh, fair. I, that's fair. <laughs> How about you, Joe? Do you have any anything to share? Anything cool? I, I have quite a few things, and I, I hope you'll indulge me. Um, yeah, hit it. So I already said, check out the Three Friends podcast, not just because I'm on it, but also because they're awesome. Um, Brandon of the Three Friends lent me a book I'm really enjoying. I'm like almost 200 pages in. It's called Hit and Run, How John Peters and Peter Goober Took Sony for a Ride in Hollywood. Oh, Excellent. You've heard okay. me talk about um, Easy Riders Raging Bulls. It's very yes, much yeah. in that vein. Okay, cool. Um, excellent. Excellent book. Excellent um, book. And then, um, let's see. 
and I'll do that one next time, but we should always uh, promote February 22nd, Blind Issues, St. Francis and the Wolf, and Death and Taxes are playing at the Knockout in SF and the Mission. Come on out from 5 to 9, come out with $7, and um, we hope to see you there, and rock your pantalones right off. <laughs> That's what I'm oh, hoping yeah. for. Ready to rock. Jonathan, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, my friend? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at Music. Also, my website, shondaymusic.net. Net? Joey.net, guys. Dot Joey, net. where can we find you on the internet, interwebs? I suppose you could find me at Joey Parati on Twitter and on my website, joeypratiscripts.com. You can check out the show at Top5Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E-5-P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter, at gmail.com, and on Facebook at Top5Podcast. We're also on Apple Music, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love. I will give you my big toe in return. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, I'm Joey Barati. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks Thanks for listening. Look that you're giving me right now. If only the audience could see that. (laughs) Oh, that's so much fun. It's so weird.